As I said earlier in the program here on the mothership, it, he got a bicycle. <laughs> he got a bicycle from where, somebody. Who would be riding a bicycle in this arena? I don't know. Where did that come from? He's a joke. I'm sorry I lost my train of thought. Fiber man, sorry. That's a good start. <laughs> uh, welcome to Cheap Podcast, episode number fifty-one. This is the unprofessional podcast about professional wrestling. I am your host, Dave Ryback DQ Rudden. I've got three guests with me today. I'm Henry So Sweet Gilbert. Carolyn, uh, the Matterhorn. <laughs> we decided. Botch Elston. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's a good, it's good work. I like that. Uh, we all just watched Money in the Bank 2015 together. While this is the first time I think we've well, we did watch Fastlane. Oh, Fastlane. Fastlane alongside the Oscars, but this mm. is the same time we've done a single screen experience of picture in yeah. picture Money in the Bank, and we Xbox snapped. <laughs> uh, first time I've ever used it. The Nintendo World Championships yeah. 2015. Yeah. yeah, which were limited to United States. Nah. So the it's just like the World Series, man. Yeah. The, the biggest winner at Money in the Bank was Earthbound Zero. Uh, Earthbound Beginnings. Ugh. That's the official name of it. I have a sneaking what suspicion all you that, call it. The NES, that it's probably not the best game in the series. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that's, uh, yeah, that's why I saw a friend of the show, Jeremy Parrish, tweet that says, Now everybody can enjoy the horrible grinding <laughs> and poor balance <laughs> of the original mother. But I am going I love to play the hail out of it. I love that it happened, but. Hell, yeah. One step closer to Mother 3. Yeah. Earthbound 2. You know who else has mothers? Wrestlers. Yes. Everybody's uh, got a mother, baby. <laughs> <laughs> they love her. Uh, including, who knows, maybe some, one of their parents are dead. But they, <laughs> the, in the, the opening match was R-Truth versus <laughs> King Barrett. I mean, she, R-Truth is so old. His, his parents, yeah. the odds are low. in his 40s. Come on. Like early yeah, 40s. Come guess, on. Yeah. Come on. But uh, but anyway, there should be a website called Are Their Parents Dead? And you can just yeah. search any celebrity and see if their parents are dead. Mm-hmm. Million dollar idea right there, people. <laughs> uh, you could be top in SEO for Are Their Parents Dead? Yeah. Uh, but man, we're just diving right into ex- yeah. uh, this money in the bank. Money That's in the, the bank. I mean, these happen so often nowadays. We just got to be quick with it. The fatigue was kind of setting in on this one, I have to say. Maybe yeah. it also didn't help that... Half of the pay-per-view, I had my attention split between it and the Nintendo World Championship. Yeah. But the opening match, I just it made me just sad for Barrett. I predicted Barrett would win just because he's losing so much. He's got to win sometimes or else yeah. he is just a total goober. Or else you're just Zack Ryder. And, but he lost. And he lost. He lost again to R-Truth. So I think there are at least maybe like pushing our truth up just a little bit as opposed like he was i think he was a non-entity after his tag match against the rock in 2011 yeah 
I feel like he's been pretty much a non-entity until like six months ago. Mm-hmm. Like he barely did anything. Yeah, I think he just decided like he's good with the crowds and mm-hmm. he can say funny stuff. He's in, he's good in like he's generally like when I watch him, he's good in yeah. the ring. Like yeah. he has fun spots and. And the King of the Ring is when he he took yeah. it to another level with the whole like there's no spiders in my kingdom. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> that's fine. There's a place for someone like that. And yeah. I, as much as him and Stardust have already fought, they seem like a good match. Like mm-hmm. just being weirdos together. Yeah. But uh, I did predict that Truth would win because uh, it seemed. Because I don't know when we get into this, but mm-hmm. we went to a house show recently, and they gave him so much time to to wow. probably to kill. Just to eat up time for the crowd, but like people respond to him really well, and it's like, well, he's getting some kind of acknowledgement, and Barrett hasn't in mm-hmm. quite a while. Partly because he keeps being booked to lose, mm-hmm. but I think ever since he was bad news and then was gone for so long, it kind of killed the momentum he had. Yeah, then, but he's like he's a large man. Yeah, he's a good wrestler and has an amazing torso. Yeah, and yet, he's, yeah, yeah, he's just. Such a loser. That's so, I mean, yeah, if yeah. he's getting in his 40s, maybe they're like, all right, this may, you may be in your last year or two. Is this the end of it? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we'll give you a modest push and a couple of good paydays. Yeah, I wonder, if, I wonder if they'll make the like King a title that you can win and lose, which they did for It'll a little be bit. a Game of Thrones. Yeah. That's how Randy Savage became King in the mm. in the 90s. He beat Hacksaw Jim Duggan, who also, I think he, I think he beat Haku. So in the 90s, yeah. that was the thing, like, the king was basically below the Intercontinental Championship was like mm-hmm. king of WWF. And then when Macho Man gave up the king, the kingship was gone until the next king of the ring. Yeah. Uh, and then it was like, that was when Lawler mm-hmm. showed up and was like, I'm the real king of wrestling, mm-hmm. me. And then he tell, told in like a dad joke from 1972. Yeah. Which didn't seem out of place then in the 90s. No, was like, I was totally cool with I that. see these on Fox all the time. Great. <laughs> I said that I I said that on our da- uh, David Letterman episode of uh, Laser Time where we got to the Jerry Lawler mm-hmm. uh, Andy Kaufman scene, and now you look back and you're like, how do we not realize it was fake? Because Jerry Lawler does a stupid Jerry Lawler joke right yeah. before the slap. He says like, I could warm up to this guy if we were Creamy. if we were cremated <laughs> together. Like, <laughs> ha ha ha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, yeah, okay opening match with, like, a flash finish, and yeah. felt like Barrett was just looking down at his feet, like, what, what, yeah. the, what the fuck happened to I me? I don't know. I couldn't warm up I, to... I was in yeah. a main event. Sorry, I stepped over there. Uh, I couldn't warm up to this match if we were cremated together. <laughs> Sorry. Wade Barrett <laughs> once was in a main event of SummerSlam with mm. John Cena, and mm. this is where he's at now. It's mm. just, blech. Uh, let's move on to the next match. The opening match for the pay-per-view proper, the Money in the Bank ladder match. The titular Money in the Bank ladder match happened immediately. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler, Kane, Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton, Roman Reigns, Sheamus, and Neville. <laughs> so I think <laughs> The we look were, on Carolyn's we face. We were kind of all like, whether we wanted or not, we were really predicting Reigns to win this. Yeah. And they held back again. Well... Okay, sorry, Carolyn, you were going to say something? No, I have nothing to say. Literally my last choice to win this. (laughs) I have no idea where they're going with this, what they're going to do with Seamus. Like, who cares? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Yeah. I... So, I also... Doing it first in the night, like, that's such a shocker. Like, because that's usually a middle-of-the-show thing, but Mm -hmm. they say middle-of-the-show for the best match tonight, which we'll talk about later, but... Yeah, to do it first, it also made me think there'd be a cash-in. 
But then when it was Sheamus, like, I couldn't fathom Sheamus sticking himself into the main event feud right now. Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, there's got to be some kind of... I mean, him versus Lesnar could be pretty good. That could be a good match, though. That's also the problem. Once, once he became champ at SummerSlam, that was also when... It, was like, will Seth even ever cash in? Like, Lesnar's never yeah. hurt enough to get an yeah. easy win on him. Like, yeah. you can never get an easy win on Lesnar. Though I still don't think Lesnar's going to get back the gold anytime soon. Yeah. I mean, Sheamus winning this was kind of in the same basket as Randy Orton winning it two years ago, where it's like, this guy is established enough that he's not the up-and-coming guy that needs a Bunny in the Bank victory. And when he cashes it in, it's going to make you feel bad. He's just going to be mean <laughs> and take it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what Sheamus will do. Maybe yeah. when a good guy, some good guy gets the belt, then he'll just say, man, I'm taking it. Mine. And the, yeah, and then everyone on the internet's going to hate it because it's, oh, Sheamus. I'll only be happy if Sheamus loses that match. Yeah, like, exactly. That, that'll help pay it it's off. It's also weird because like, he, he has like a lot of pushes lately. He's won a lot of his matches lately. Mm-hmm. And like Ziggler is still like a fan favorite and has doesn't have anything going on. And it was like, yeah, he did win Money in the Bank two years ago, three mm-hmm. years ago. So it's been a while, but it's still like he's one of the few like over baby faces they have. Yeah, yeah well, see, Ziggy would have something going on if Rusev wasn't hurt. Uh, he, him and yeah. Rusev would be fighting over Lana right now in a very in a very mature storyline mm-hmm. that uh, <laughs> is is very respectful. <laughs> but but instead, because Rusev broke his foot, it's yeah. like I read an internet rumor that said Rusev is going to have to wrestle with boots on from now on because they're sense. too worried he's going to hurt his feet. Mm. But I like barefoot wrestlers; it's a good look. It makes him look more like you know Zangief style wild man. Though yeah. actually, Zangief wears boots. Wears so. boots that accentuate his naked thighs, <laughs> <laughs> his powerful thighs. <laughs> And Ziggler really has mastered the look of being disappointed while laying up against the barricade <laughs> yeah. with his forehead. That baby. frowny yeah. face broke my heart. Uh-huh. He's gotten a lot of uh, experience looking yeah. disappointed yeah. as a wrestler. And he, and he uh, it looked like he cut himself open again. Like he yeah. was bleeding again, which I'm like, stop with the headbutts, please. Like he <laughs> yeah. was even headbutting Seamus again. And I'm like, Seamus has got something going on yeah. in that crazy beard of yeah. his. Like, he's full of razors. It's full <laughs> of razors because that's he's not the only one that's cut his face um getting near Seamus's yeah getting near Seamus's whatever's <laughs> going on there so now, and I feel bad for both you guys because you're wearing your hot pink yeah. shirts yeah. but I also like the tease that Neville could win it but yeah. I yeah. do think it's too early for Neville yeah. and I would have thought I was really kind of hoping in moments that Kofi would win it just to like see the primetime players and Kofi like bragging all the time with their yeah. titles. That would have been yeah. so cool. Yeah. When Biggie and Xavier came out, I was actually <laughs> thinking that he might win it for yeah. like a second. Uh, also Wyatt coming out to stomp yeah. on Reigns. So that's what Wyatt will do now, I guess. So I feel like I'm at the tipping point of not liking Wyatt now. I liked Wyatt for a long time. Even when thing he was in stupid feuds that lasted forever, like with Ambrose. Yeah. And but he's like his backstage promos are the are the worst some of the worst stuff, like and it's so repetitive. He doesn't have a congregation of crazy people following him, even though really those two guys should be following him now. Yeah. Like and third, this is this feels like the millionth time 
He's just shown up in a match he has no involvement in and says, yeah. like, oh, no, we're fight- We're me and you are feuding now. Yeah. Boom. I've decided uh, you, you are my new target. And, yeah. oh, he- boy, Ryback, are you going to get it? And it's like, why? Why is he going to get yeah. it? Uh, well, and when and when Wyatt, yeah, when Wyatt chooses his opponent, other than Ryback and, I guess, actually Daniel Bryan, <laughs> he's lost to everybody. Yeah. Like, he... So it's not even that scary when he's like, you're my new prey. Who cares? You lose. And like, like, you're a fat loser. For <laughs> Roman Reigns, I, like earlier in the month, Roman Reigns had to win three matches on Raw. To get including on, Bray Wyatt. Including That's Bray Wyatt. Right. So it's like, he, so you beat him in in the third of three matches in one night in <laughs> one of the worst Raws of the entire year. Like, I just, it was impossible to watch. Mm-hmm. All right, now you're going to just fight one time in four weeks. Like, ah, am I supposed to look forward to that? Mm. I don't, I don't know why. Well, well it is just, battleground. Yeah. You don't, you're not supposed to care about battleground. Yeah. That's the one where, uh, was a big show, big show. Big, yeah. yeah. Big, big show crying. And, uh, yeah. the guy from the room throwing his TV out the window. No more. <sighs> yeah. I, it just feels like another one of those choices that say, it's not time for Reigns to be in the world title picture yet. So let's yeah. just, weigh him down with another goofball he'll beat yeah. just like he did with big show after wrestlemania now he's doing it again with this mm-hmm. and i'm all for reigns earning his stripes but i just they need more for wyatt especially if if the wyatt family has reunited in the tag division and is doing the 3d mm-hmm. which i think is sacrilege uh the, the the oh we saw him do that actually the dudleys are still around like yeah. they they haven't retired it, it I think it's wrong for them to take it unless they're like actually planning to bring in the Dudleys for a match or something. Which but, I mean, he was in January, so yeah, it could he happen. Was at the Rumble could happen, but yeah, it's a bummer. It's uh, those guys need to reunite, especially like if Reigns has such an advantage over Bray, then Bray needs two giant dudes mm-hmm. to back him up and beat up Reigns for him. That it makes sense. Yeah, nah, I mean, but the problem is they also already did that, so he never won on his own. Yeah, he always had his two goons. So then it was like, well, can, like how big of a bad guy can he be? Well, yeah, but that's also like yeah. he did that. He did that with the Undertaker, like threatening the Undertaker all by himself for two months, yeah. and then loses. That kind of killed it already, really. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, Money in the Bank is okay. Had some had some a couple cool spots. I think my favorite was uh, when they hit they hit Sheamus. Oh yeah, Sheamus got hit with a zigzag. And then immediately with the red arrow, that was uh, oh, yeah. that was a cool yeah, move. Yeah. That was good. And Reigns clearing the top rope is always pretty interesting. Yeah, like, it's always yeah. like, yeah. wow, you can pull this off. And yeah. classic Randy Orton show up from behind. But yeah. uh, actually, Randy Orton dodging the Superman punch was really cool. I don't think I'd ever seen yeah. that kind of dodge. You said it was kind of like a punch out. It dodge. looked like the punch out, like double tap down, like weird, <laughs> weird, like this bizarre animation that you're like. He should have oh. got it in the star for doing it. Yeah, if he would have hit him, <laughs> and then he could have cashed it in for an RKO. Uh, let's move on to the next match, the uh, Divas title match, Nikki Bella versus Paige. Which I felt like it was. I liked it. I Wikipedia may be lying fine. to me, but that was a it was a ten minute match. Yeah, which was like it's way longer than a Divas match usually has, and un- up until the last thirty seconds was you know a yeah. really good match. No, I thought I liked it. I thought both of them did stuff they haven't done, or at least I mean I don't watch that many Raws, so mm-hmm. I don't know if they're mm-hmm. repeating spots or whatever, but. Based off the pay-per-view stuff, I thought yeah. I saw new moves, and they had adic- well, yeah. well, like multiple uh, multiple submissions. Yeah, better time. They both did new stuff, and other other than that awful twin magic finish that they've done like three times now. Yeah, I will at least say it, like I, I don't know. I like Bree is getting Bree at least is getting uh, like spray on tan, 
putting blonde extensions in her hair. Apparently, like stuffing as her a bra. joke, stuffing her bra. Though really, in that kind of roll up, the the ref's not going to look at her boobs, but whatever. So she's at least trying to look a little more like Nikki, but she still doesn't. But she she's still doesn't. like several pounds lighter and just doesn't <laughs> yeah. like. Doesn't well, and, and we're not saying Nikki's fat. Like that's all muscle. Like like Nikki's got like 40, 50 pounds of muscle on. Yeah, she's just like a different shape. Like yeah, and the whole twin magic thing only works if they're actually like. Yeah. Well, it's also, yeah. Well, also, like, what was it? Wasn't it two weeks ago that like Nikki was kind of the good guy against well, Naomi? Also, that. Yeah. Well, that that was kind of ambiguous, though, wasn't I it? Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, they could be. Well, they randomly turned Naomi heel and had to have a reason for her to fight uh, for the championship, and she can't fight yeah. a heel for the championship. So Nikki is somewhat face at that point. And also Brie has to be face sort of because Daniel Bryan is again on the verge of retiring. Though now, but now Daniel Bryan's out of sight, out of mind. So like, uh, no, she's not his wife. She's the mean sister. Yeah. Oh, cool. We did see him today, though. Yeah. Yeah. At the uh, sad opening of the show. But yeah, I didn't like... uh, Yeah, I just... I, I also... the. They it felt very foisted upon us the story they had in the beginning of the right before the match where Paige was like, you know, the Bellas are trying to control everything and and all the others aren't going to say it, but all the other divas don't like him either. Don't, and and I'm going to stop them. I was like, this is <laughs> new. It's I don't know. It it just felt like a total divas episode creeped into the show. Yeah, it just seems like so generic and uninteresting. Like. Yeah. Well, the, having the anti diva versus the total diva has been like they've done that in for four mm. years now. Mm. But uh, yeah, and then it had the screwy ass finish, which was like for one of two in a row. Yeah. <laughs> but this one, at least, like it was good up until the the finish. The mm-hmm. next match, not so much. But the uh, yeah, I didn't like how confused it was that. The ref should have officially restarted the match, but there was not even time for that. They just had to... The ref said, oh, no, wait, no, it's not over. Oh, wait, oh, now it's over. Like, that did not explain the outcome enough to the audience. So moving on to the next match uh, for the Intercontinental Championship, uh, Big Baby Wyback against Big Adult Big Show. (laughs) Worst match of the night. mm -hmm. Worst of the night. I don't even remember Miz having, like... He had that good stuff against Cleveland at the beginning. I guess yeah. he wasn't on commentary, was he? No. He was just like, hanging out by the ring? I, I think, think so. Hanging. Like, yeah. he was really good up to that, and then it was still weird why he was even there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he just, like, a so-so match is taking place, and then... Yeah, the match it, just... It, was, it, it was, wasn't feeling anything, and... Yeah. I was suspicious one minute He did when get that suplex on Big Show, which was pretty cool. Yeah, there were some good moves, but... I love the Intercontinental Championship. It's one of my favorite belts. And I was really hoping it would be in a great place right now. And I think it would be if Daniel Bryan had not been injured. And where it is now, like, I thought, okay, they can put it on Ryback. And he can have some dominant wins for a couple months. And it won't, and especially his first defense, it'll be great. He'll, He'll have to look strong. And instead, like, he looked strong for the first minute. I thought, wow, is he just going to pin Big Show in a minute? That would be great. That would make the IC champ look real powerful. And instead, then it just kind of, like, meandered until Miz just, like, interrupted it like it was a fucking SmackDown match. Yeah. 
Like, that was awful. Awful. Like, that's how you make the champ look terrible. That's how you kill the IC title. And then it's like, after that happens and he's leaving, uh, for a second I was like, oh, well, you can have a DQ finish, I guess, if it sets stuff up Uh or moves something forward. But then I was like, wait, who is he even... Guess he's mad at both of them. Isn't he yeah. mad at both of them? So what? I, I mean, this means like a triple threat in four I weeks. Guess. But, I guess, sure. but but who thinks Miz will even win that? Like, I could, like you know, he well, could I be would like hope a, he could... wouldn't. They need to just keep the belt on somebody for a few months yeah. and have him win matches. But yeah, it, the Big Show is like he can lose. Big Show loses a lot, and he's he's like Kane, where it's like you forget how many times he's lost yeah. per year. He's wrestled so, for twenty years. Yeah. Like he's. He is a made man. He yeah. can lose all the time. <sighs> but not uh, not like John Cena, who yeah. uh, who beat Kevin Owens in the next match. The best match of the night. Yeah. And I mean Four the, realsies. Yeah. And I, I don't even hate the ending all that much. It was No. No. It was a it may have been better than the first match they had. Like it <laughs> it, it, it started off a little bit slower, but by the end it was like there was there was a little bit more mystery as to like could Kevin Owens pull out another victory? I think I still think he should have because that's something new. This time is I guess John Cena wins and he gets a little bit of comeuppance afterwards. But like yeah, I mean I don't know where it goes from here. But but they were pulling out yeah. so many near falls. It again yeah. felt like a WrestleMania match. Mm-hmm. Like he kicked out of two AAs. Uh, Cena kicked out of so many things. It was I think it killed the audience for the rest of the night because it was too good. Nothing yeah. could follow that. It was a such a great match. I I still think I like the first one more, not just because of the ending, mm-hmm. but I liked you know I liked Owens winning, but also it was something I never seen before. When they were getting, they did a lot. They did some new stuff in this match, but it was still kind of in the same rhythm as their previous match. It I think it technically topped it, but I enjoyed their first one more. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it was entertaining. From well, it's obviously sort of slow to start out, but I was pretty entertained the whole time. I. Yeah, we're looking at move names at one point. Uh, <laughs> that is true. Okay. What was the... it? The one that that, that we uh, had the argument Canadian about? Canadian. I swear, it's a Canadian gutbuster. It's it was well, it was something that Name Redacted used to do all the time. Uh. It's uh, where you get someone in a stinger, sorry, a scorpion death drop, mm-hmm. aka an inverted DDT. Except then you lift them up the other way uh. and drop them on their stomach. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Cena doing well the second half of a Canadian destroyer. I don't know what the, what it's called. Well, it was a powerbomb version of a Canadian destroyer. Yeah. He did a uh, Hurricane Rana, mm-hmm. and he even did this um, the stunner into an AA. Yeah. And once you hit three AAs, no one kicks out of that. That's mm-hmm. the end. Like unless you're Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, you don't kick out of three AAs. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a I did a podcast interview mm-hmm. uh, with. A fan of the show, friend of the show, Turbo Bison, who is also from Jacksonville, he asked me my opinion on this match because he was thinking Kevin Owens was going to win. And I told him, as much as I want Kevin Owens to defy the odds, I said, nobody beats John Cena twice in a row. It's one, it is a big deal to beat John Cena, and that rarely happens, so it makes it a big deal for the person. But nobody beats John Cena twice in a row. Brock Lesnar didn't even get to. Brock Lesnar had the most dominating win over John Cena there ever was. But then in their second match, they made it kind of gray, Mm -hmm. but Cena was doing very good at the end and could have won. But he definitely wasn't in danger of losing. 
at that point. So this sets up a third match with, yeah. with the ending and the powerbomb and the apron and Owens like finally warming up to the U.S. title. That you know, like he'll probably lose the NXT title because he's not going to be on Raw soon any longer. Like, the, yeah, and at that point, like, yeah, why did he? He should be the one to take the belt, and then that means he also wins a feud. And who even wins a feud against mm-hmm. John Cena? I was sad Cena got to have the right to be the guy who first beat Kevin Owens. Yeah, but I mean, that's also kind of a big feather in your cap. You know, mm-hmm. the only guy that could beat me was Ke- uh, the first guy that could beat me in six months mm-hmm. was John Cena. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. That is. You know, I think in July, NXT is going to be doing a show that will be broadcast on the network from Japan, yeah. where he'll be defending the title against Finn Balor. And if Finn is going to win every, anywhere, it'll be where he started his career and spent like the first eight years of his career and ha- is a giant big deal. That's Japan. I think he's going to beat Owens there. Also, Brock Lesnar is facing Kofi Kingston in a house show match. In Japan. <laughs> wow. So Kofi's going to die. <laughs> But it's because, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but Brock's kind of a big deal in Japan. They really like him because he, he uh, you know, my favorite Japanese pro wrestling show, uh, New Japan. Mm-hmm. They He is a former New Japan champion. They hired him mm-hmm. and he won it and he wrestles Kurt Angle for it. And Kofi is... is uh, he's free that night. Yeah, he's free. <laughs> I don't know. He's cool it, getting beat up by Brock, I yeah, guess. Yeah, man going to get launched into the stratosphere. Yep. I hope he gets a nice uh, Rivera steakhouse <laughs> yeah. after that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It was pretty good. Can't wait to go back there sometime. So let's move on to the next match for the tag team titles. Uh, the New Day, which in this Sucks. case was Biggie and Xavier Woods, <laughs> against the primetime players. They were so good. That pre, yeah, that pre- pre-match yes. like, rant uh, was so good. And Xavier like trying to keep <laughs> his positivity in check, like yeah. barely... Keeping his anger inside. <laughs> clap, clap. That was great. Yeah. Uh, when Biggie was stretching, um, Darren and then clapping on his chest yeah. like that yeah. was great. And uh, also when he was like creeping towards Darren, yeah. like backing him into a corner, going, <laughs> "Yeah." And yeah. like the look on the look on uh, Biggie's face, like his he's got such great like facial acting. Yeah. Like he can yeah. look like such a, a goofball in his face from. The neck down, he is yeah. one of the most terrifying bodies <laughs> ever. But from up, he's like, I'm a goofball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he always know. cracks me up. But I could, I definitely didn't see a tag title change coming. It no. seemed to happen really quickly. Yeah. Like, the it match seemed to end really eventful fast. eventful enough. Like, it was definitely yeah. one of those feelings of, well, this is a near fall. This match shouldn't be over at this point. Yeah. And, wait, what? Yeah. Because also the New Day's just been on such a roll, them losing the titles. Like Tyson Kidd is like super injured, yeah. So like you can't have them really in the scene at all. And mm. maybe they were supposed to win it back at this point. Who knows? Maybe. But primetime players being back, and it always seemed weird that uh, now Titus, Titus, God, real deal. I used, deal to, I used to know their names when they broke up, and now they're back together. He's so huge and like stereotypical, like perfect WWE mm. body. He's mm-hmm. huge and he's tall. Mm-hmm. When he came out tonight, he destroyed everyone very quickly and then pinned and won. So it's yeah. like he's he, kind of like a Cesaro type. Yeah, yeah. while well, Darren got beat up all the time. As yeah. The, uh... But like him coming out was maybe just this show of like, no, when Titus actually makes it in, he is, I mean, as he should be booked, like he's unstoppable. He yeah. is huge. Like he should be in the main event. He's that kind of body. Oh, yeah. That was a, that was a, one of the funnier moments of the night for us. When 
it was at the start of the match, and I, I was informing Carolyn that one of the guys in the ring was gay. It was openly gay, and she, she asked who. And then Chris said, the, the guy that's getting kicked a lot right now, but it's, it's unrelated to his orientation. It's just the match. But it was, it was a good laugh. Yeah. I also thought it was interesting when um, Biggie and Xavier came out and were doing the New Day rocks, which they're obviously mm-hmm. prompting everyone to say New Day sucks to get them pumped up. I felt like I heard in the crowd more people chanting rocks than sucks. So I feel like yeah. maybe they've kind of, the, the, mm. the audience has turned a corner. Maybe. Um. It's a real catch 22 because they're yeah. entertaining because they're bad. And if they became good, then yeah. I don't know how they can do that in well, a way that's entertaining. The whole, like reality era, like post 2000, mm-hmm. maybe even post 2000, really. A heel ever actually getting over because yeah. when a heel is really good at it, you're like, shit, they're really good at it. He's this really is great, good. and this you want to be excited. So yeah. And then instead, it's like, no, you're supposed to want to pay to see them get yeah. beat. And instead, it's like, no, I want to see New Day win. Yeah. And well, I mean, because I, they're so good at being yeah. shits. Like, I do like ha- the potential of they were already pissed before the match because Kofi Kingston lost, and now they yeah. lost. That means there's a couple weeks yeah, of like super and, depressed yeah. New Day trying just not to snap at the beginning That's of every true. match. That's they, true. They're running low on positivity now. They, yeah. They're not going to be clapping as much. They'll face for at SummerSlam. I guess they're going to. I would bet they'll just get the titles back from Primetime. That's mm-hmm. what I think is going to happen. I also pegged Primetime as a team that would never get the titles. Yeah, like, I, I mean, sure that was, and I'm happy they did because like it. Ryback won the Intercontinental title last month, and he's been wrestling for, like, three years. Yeah. I think the primetime players have been there even longer, and it's just like, I know titles don't really mean anything, but, like, right. when you're wrestling for that long and you don't have, and You like, can't anything. say, former blockity-blah champion. Yeah. yeah. Not- this does make me wonder, though, like, if this is, like, a placeholder thing because if Dudley's come back, yeah. team... Uh, and uh, well, Wyatt's are looking very dominant. The Wyatt's who allegedly I think or are called whatever the Reapers. They, they can't, yeah, they can't be the Wyatts. Like neither of their last names are yeah, Wyatt, and the they're Wyatts. not associated with Bray Wyatt. And when so they came like, out at the house show we were at, it was just called the Knots. <laughs> it was just both of their names, but it was Harper's music. Mm-hmm. But it was their names in that Eric Rowan weird oh, like okay, font, yeah. the Blair Witchy font, yeah, like the, yeah. the thin mm-hmm. letters or whatever. It was weird. both of their names in that font, but it was Harper's music. It was weird. Let's see. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it was good. I think they'll get it. I think it was just a reward for for Titus winning the uh, mm-hmm. world's best dad award oh, yeah. from everybody's a dad or I forget. It's a a real official <laughs> organization named him Celebrity Dad of the Year. I wonder <laughs> if he won because he's the only one who would show up. And like they said, hey Vin Diesel, would you sh- will you accept this award? I'm busy, bro. It's not what family's family. about. Family's not yeah. about awards. It's about loving your kids. Uh, which I do do, but I don't want your award. <laughs> I I tweeted that uh, Darren Young is now the first, I believe, first openly gay WWE or really any major champion I can yeah. think of. Some people said to me, Pat Patterson, I was like, was no, it, he yeah. wasn't. Like, that was his, he was... He was deep in the closet to the audience yeah. for the longest time. Like, all the boys knew and mostly didn't care. Maybe Orlando. Did Orlando Jordan ever? No, that's true. Orlando Jordan was openly bi, uh-huh. and he was U.S. champion at some point. So, uh, I guess it's kind of a gray area, yeah. but let's he, just say. He's also the first bi 7-up pitch man. That's Orlando. Yeah, that's Orlando Jones. Yeah. I, was, I was trying to get, like, there's got to be an Orlando Jones thing in here somewhere. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Orlando Jordan. I read a funny story about him, and uh, I think I've told that on here before. But the funny story was in the Hardcore Holly's book because he was on the road when okay. Orlando Jordan was a member of uh, WWE's 
team, and he wanted to be like the first ever openly bi character on the show, and WWE wouldn't let him. So I guess technically he was in the forced in the closet then. But it, uh, Hardcore Holly was saying some of the boys were uh, bothered because even though they, you know, had had groupies or whatever on the road. He would bring guys back to the hotels. <laughs> that would make the guys uncomfortable. Like, he's, he's having sex with all these guys here. And Hardcore Holly said, in his opinion, he's like, so what? Like, you guys are fucking all these girls. Like, who cares who? Like, we're all, we're, we're none of us. We're none of us are priests here. <laughs> uh, uh, let's move on to the main event. Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose in a ladder match. Really slow to start. Yeah, yeah something. super slow. Yeah, it took a few minutes several minutes for a ladder to even appear yeah and then yeah the momentum yeah it was it was never really only until like the last five minutes did it feel like it really kicked in any kind of gear like it was just a lot of labored hitting of knees Mm -hmm. for much of it yeah and it reminded me of a randy orton match yeah yeah not a good way um yeah i wish it had been better and i did like the little you know, hand motion into an elbow tribute mm-hmm. to Dusty. That was really nice yeah. to see. This is weird. Like, also, this feud was hot like la- like literally a year ago. <laughs> yeah, SummerSlam yeah. last year. I think for some reason it was like it, you didn't have that feeling of like, oh man, I hope he gets him. It's like I feel like this is a li- like no, that's what the, this delayed reaction and it's just weird. Well, yeah, because they they had they had the best feud going around for a while there yeah. and and their uh hell in the cell match amazing i i really like well amazing is a very strong word but it was good very good yeah hell in the cell match that ended inconclusively with honestly, a bray wyatt with interference a bray wyatt bullshit for no to just reason say, like your story's over now day dean ambrose <laughs> i'm at you're my guy now but so then when they just resume it and they don't recognize it enough, I felt like they're not recognizing it enough. I liked hearing Dean say, a year ago they screwed me out of the money in the bank thing. Well, now I'm paying it back. That was at least nice to hear them say, I remember what happened. Yeah. It's not just about what happened in the last month, but a year ago matters too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, and, it was such a weird match. For two people that are supposed to like really hate each other's guts, it didn't co- totally come across. They weren't mean enough there were a few yeah. i definitely liked hearing seth call him a son of a bitch and all seth's shouting i liked that mm. seth is good at that and mm. and then the ending was kind of screwball too i mean yeah. i guess technically he who holds the belt smelt it or whatever yeah. but <laughs> i feel like i've seen smelt, that like yeah. made the gold yeah. like yeah. yeah that same ending's happened somewhere maybe like I wcw like, yeah. or it's, it's somewhere uh, yeah. in the timeline. Two guys wrestling. falling with a belt at the same time. I was sure they were actually just going to do, uh, I guess neither is a champion, inconclusive. But we'll settle it a battleground. Ladder they, matches should never have an inconclusive finish. That's yeah. one of those ones like, no, and you have a ladder match, somebody wins. They yeah. might be cheating, but somebody is the winner. And so then they just were like, possessions nine-tenths of the law, you won Rollins, boom, the end. And it was good to see Rollins win a match all by himself because mm-hmm. he was looking like a real wussy mm-hmm. in his defenses for months now. I would have liked the, the uh, both fall down with the title at the same time ending, only if they spent the next four weeks both holding the title at all times, like they're uh, <laughs> yeah, like well, they're handcuffed together. That's yeah. just, that was like a second when they land that I was like, oh man, it'd be so fun if like the last like ninety seconds of this match is neither one of them letting, letting go, yeah. and they have to like find some way to make the other one drop or fall. Mm-hmm. And it's like that would have been a fun. Like you don't want to do that for minutes, but yeah. like mm-hmm. even like sixty, ninety seconds. 
That might have been a fun. Then you would have missed the uh, the interview with uh, JoJo and Jesus. That's That's he was so did. useless. And the interview yeah. was weird because you're like, why would he say all this stuff if he's not going to get interrupted by Brock coming out to be or like anybody? Oh, really? You're the the toughest guy. And yeah, the ending was really abrupt. Yeah. And there were also a lot of weird camera angles. I felt like mm-hmm. I, I guess all throughout the show, but like it was hard to even tell what happened when yeah. they grabbed the. Yeah, there I were a couple know. of weird. There were some real good camera angles too in the in the ladder match of seeing seeing like yeah. two of them and like deep focus yeah, shots yeah. and yeah. all that. It was I did good. like some of the uh, Ambrose channeling Jason Voorhees <laughs> like limping at the yeah. after Rollins. Really and, great mise en scene in ladder <laughs> match. When seeing his, um, he used his r- ricochet lariat. All right, he I like the double good. version of that. Double, a little bit, yeah. and uh, getting powerbomb twice onto a, a, the uh, those look the most painful yeah. of anything in the match. Yeah, those look bad, painful. But it was okay. I, I'm guessing Dean is out of it now because Brock. I believe they've just. I mean, they've straight up said Brock is out the next Raws, and yeah. so it's Brock time, baby. Business time, baby. That's what I like when he says I like. Thank I'm you for being in the main event time, for a few months, Dean Ambrose. Yeah, yeah. thanks for thanks camp. for keeping the spot yeah. warm for old Brock. But now Brock's ready to come back from uh, from hunting and fishing on his on his Montana, giant ranches. Minnesota, yeah. Yeah. Well, I so I heard Paul Heyman tell it that he has his home in Minnesota, but that's not remote enough for him. So he also bought a ton of land in Canada. Oh yeah, it just yeah. goes there. He's like, there's nobody, and they like Paul Heyman said that. If you want to call him, he doesn't have a cell phone. He has one. <laughs> he has a phone on like the outskirts of one of his ranches, and he says, "You call me at three. I'll be there at three, and that's it. <laughs> like he's, he won't be reachable any other way." Well, that's when I'm reading USA Today. <laughs> <laughs> right when I finish sports before I get into life. Well, I mean, he is like he is. He's a man's man. Like there's videos of him just like with his giant ass shotgun just shooting uh, <laughs> plates out of the air. Like he's. He's a tough dude. Well, as long as he eats the full plate. And yeah. I bet he would. He uses plate. the whole thing. <laughs> That's how he got diverticulitis, man. Yeah. He's definitely eating plates. <laughs> Maybe catch and release those plates. <laughs> Overall, a good show. Yeah. I'd say. I mean, it did suffer from this, the fact that this is the third show in one and a half months. Yeah. You know what? Okay. Yeah. I, I take that down. In NXT. Overall, an okay show. Yeah. Compared to NXT or the, or the last one. Uh what was the elimination chamber yeah though boy seeing the i i said okay things about the intercontinental championship match on this last show but seeing seeing the botchamania version of icy title match i was like oh, oh no this was a clusterfuck yeah yeah nothing was that bad i mean i guess this is like compared to elimination chamber there was like, no mess ups that bad and then all that show had going for it was seen owens this one had a little mm-hmm. bit more so i guess yeah well, and Carolyn, did you see that Botchamania? The no, I did not. Well, the best thing about that, it uh, for Ziggler fans, it showed that Ziggler was like doing his best. He was the only guy with his head screwed on tight, right? Because everybody else was just, including Mark Henry, was just standing around of like, oh, everything's mistimed. I don't, I don't know what to do. And so then Dolph, just in the middle of the ring, takes it upon himself and just is shouting at everybody like, "You go there, and you go there. Okay, all right. Are we all good? Are we Call all the ref over? Go!" And then they do it like, yeah. Wow. He has to do that, that twice. Yeah. But wow. we, we'll watch that after oh, this. Oh, wow. Yeah. But after this, we'll be back to uh, uh, you guys will talk about the oh, house show yes. you went to. We'll talk about Dusty Rhodes a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we'll see in a little bit. Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling will return after these messages. 
Welcome to the break for Cheap Podcast episode number fifty-one. It's your boy Dave Rudden. I've got Mister Money in the Hank. On the break oh, with me. that is great! Yeah. Hey, I like doing these. We can talk. I don't get to talk about Raw all that much. We barely got to watch Raw. I barely yeah. got to watch Raw. It's E three week. We're, we're I didn't watch it either. We've done so many streams during the week. We were doing VGA mm-hmm. and a bunch of other things. You can see all that on LaserTimePodcast.com. Yes. Uh, but I, I did watch much of Raw. You know what I didn't mm-hmm. watch live, I watched. The Hulu. Uh, let's go through the, the, the card real quick. The biggest okay. thing, Bro- Brock Lesnar did. He is back. He's uh-huh. uh, he's wrestling at Battleground, which is a little bit strange because mm-hmm. it's like Battleground is the most B-level pay-per-view on, on their roster. I think it's the just they're desperate. I think I, I also think they can get Brock back-to-back in the summer, apparently. Yeah. and so it's not good hunting season. I think, this t- <laughs> I think this time they're getting him pre-SummerSlam and SummerSlam instead of SummerSlam and the a night after it. Yeah. And I also think uh, this 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 goes with the rumors I had read that Triple H is going to have a match with Rollins. And so if they do Rollins-Brock now, oh, Brock yeah. can face somebody else at SummerSlam while Triple H can face Rollins. And those are both high-level matches for the second biggest pay-per-view of the year. True, true. Kevin Owens facing off against Dolph Ziggler. That was probably the match of the night. I would hope so. Uh, Owens even kicked out of the zigzag, didn't he? Uh-huh. But in addition to that, he also powerbombed the musical <laughs> guests, Machine Gun Kelly. That was awesome. Yeah. That That is awesome. because That feels like a Monday Night War type thing because I'm so used to... One thing that pissed me off more than anything was seeing Flo Rida yeah. unfairly just shove... He slayed her as hard as he could, and like they also let all these movie stars just beat up yeah. their wrestlers. Like you don't make your wrestlers look weaker than a, than an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think that may lead to some sort of suspension for Kevin Owens because that'll give yeah. him a month off so he can lose the NXT title yeah. and then come back. And uh, then we don't have to watch him face John Cena for a third time in a row. They can save that for the SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. The thumb slam, baby. Uh, I mean, the rest of the show is kind of just uh, wheels turning. Ambrose started the show uh, like confronting Dean Ambrose. Really? Ended up having him a, and Seth argued about things. Yeah, he had a match with Sheamus, um, which was okay. Uh-huh. He, he beat Sheamus, which is actually notable because, uh, of course, mean? once once you get the money in the bank, uh, you're a loser. You're a loser yep. until you win. <laughs> basically, what else? Our Truth beat Wade Barrett again. Oh, uh, oh, Wade beat Randy Orton. Wait, Kane and Randy Orton. Kane, Kane defeat beat Randy Orton. It was a, it was a, oh. basically a schmoz that Kane allowed because he can change the rules because that's oh. what he does. Miz beat Big Show by count out. Uh, the Bell Twins won a handicap match against Paige. Uh, oh. Highlight of the R Truth match is that he now has his own uh, king getup, his king right. garb, and instead of a, a scepter, he has a a, uh, a plunger. I like to think it's a nice Dusty Rhodes homage. Let him homage. just be goofball. I like yeah. that. That's good. I wish I'd watched the Dusty thing that was on the uh, show afterwards. Yeah, it's but. Uh, it's a, it's a tearjerker. They're like the last six minutes of it mm. are like goodbyes from everybody in WWE saying like I'm "gonna miss you." You, know, you you were so influential, and a lot of them are like about to burst into tears. Jeez. Yeah, um, yeah. That's eh, that's. Brock made it exciting. It's one of those things where you're like, yep, Brock made this exciting. Mm-hmm. Sheamus can face Dean Ambrose for a while, I guess. And I, I really, I, I'm just imagining Carolyn's disappointment <laughs> that not only she was so disappointed about Sheamus winning, and now that has made Sheamus a main event guy. Mm-hmm. He has leapfrog all the icy doofuses, mm-hmm. and he's in the main event now. And like he was taking orders from the Authority, right? Mm-hmm. So is now he the replacement for Big Show yeah. as? clown face of, <laughs> of the authority? Probably. 
Uh, well, speaking of doofuses, we, we've got a lot of neat stuff on Laser Time this week. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's a new episode of Laser Time about, about movies that have never been on DVD. We talk about Angus and Cool as Ice. It's a, it's a great I, episode. I listened to it. It is great. I was It was one of those episodes I was biting my knuckle <laughs> like, oh, I want to be on this. It was frustrating to hear, but it's a great, for me it was, mm. as they, it wanted to be host because it was that good. Yeah. Well, you are on um, Video Game Apocalypse along with me and Chris. We're going to be talking about the biggest surprises of E3. It's and a big a E3 episode. Fallout. Not Fallout 4, but yeah. a ton of the fallout of the show. Uh-huh. There's reactions to all of the press conferences uh, on our YouTube page. Yeah, you could have watched it live with us on Twitch, but you missed out. But it's all on the YouTube page archive, and you can see. If you missed it because you're watching it unfiltered, Mm -hmm. if you want to see how crazy we went about Shenmue or uh, how I took off my shirt and drank (laughs) Red Bull... You need to give those a watch. And uh, I believe Chris is cutting together a reactions uh, yeah. a clip. So if I, you if you don't have the patience for an hour, you I, know, watch five I, minutes. Hey, by the way, Cape Crisis, my comic book podcast, new episodes every Thursday. And uh, don't forget to go to lasertime.bandcamp.com to buy commentary tracks to multiple films mm-hmm. about comic books that help support me in this time yeah. for me. So, yeah. And we've also got Amazon links uh, with E3. You made an oh, Amazon yeah. link uh, compendium, the uh, ultimate E uh, E3 pre-order guide. If you're gonna, if you thought anything was cool at E3 and you want to pre-order it, do it through these links to Amazon. And when the game comes out, it gives a little kickback to Laser Time. No extra cost to you. You're still paying the lowest price, all that stuff. But it helps us out. You're gonna pre-order it anyway. Do it through Laser Time. All right. Thanks, Money in the Hank. Uh, we're gonna get you back to the show. Uh, we're gonna be talking about Dusty Roads and uh, Brett and Carolyn's uh, house show. And now back to Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Welcome back to Cheap Podcast episode number 51. Uh, so to start things off, you guys both randomly went to a WWE live event. By you Pensacola. guys, you mean Carolyn and Brett. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Super random. Yeah, we had gotten off the plane. Brett was waiting to get his bag from underneath the, the plane. It was one of those little planes. I'm going to make the story way longer than it has to be. <laughs> I went to the bathroom, came back, was checking Twitter. Brett texts me. And it's like, there's a WWE house show in Pensacola tonight at 7 o'clock. And I look at, <laughs> I look at my phone, it's like 6.45. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that and is awesome. And I like see Brett from afar just like smiling and I'm like, hmm. First of all, I didn't pack makeup on this trip. I'm like, I can't let Senpai see me without makeup. Brett's like, <laughs> no, one, no one is going to see you. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, let's go. So Brett's mom picks us up. 
uh, <laughs> but like we're in high school or something. Yeah. And then we just happened to drive by the yeah. Civic Center on our way to yeah. the um, condo. And we're like, <laughs> Brett's mom was like slowing down. She's like, do you guys want to go? We're like, yeah. Yes. So she literally <laughs> just pulls over to yeah. the side of the road. We jump out and we're like, thanks. Yep. We'll, we'll, yep. we'll call you when we need a pick up yeah, <laughs> i like to imagine her waiting kids. in the uh, no, in it, the parking lot with spanish fully on the radio <laughs> <laughs> no like it, it went from this didn't know this existed at 6 15 p.m yeah. and then by 7 15 p.m i think we were standing to get tickets <laughs> yeah. like land i saw stardust tweet some okay. snarky thing about like pensacola sucks and i'm like wait <laughs> pensacola I'm in Pensacola. <laughs> <laughs> and then this Civic Center that I have seen every year, because we go every year, more or less, since I was a little kid, the Civic Center that I've driven past, mm-hmm. never seen anything of interest there. Have, you ever, have you ever attended anything? Oh, of course of not. Of course not. Because <laughs> it's like, it's a vacation area. And then not only did we, it's like, well, you know, it'd be kind of like talking about like, maybe it'd be, it'd be cool to go. I don't know. Plus, we also just got here and it's a family trip. Maybe we should just, you know, whatever. It's fine. They'll they'll come back to Bay Area eventually. Yeah. But then, like, literally the drive there, we're at a red light next to the sign for the Civic Center <laughs> with a giant irradiated cane symbol, <laughs> like, like illuminating the car. And it's like, uh... You're like, cane's there. Got it. Got, got it. to watch. But so we go and it's... it's calling to you. <laughs> it's a small venue. Like, that Civic Center's not huge. Yeah. And it reminds me of... It, it triggered a bunch of weird memories of, like, Local Fox affiliates <laughs> advertising the Show Me Center in Missouri, which it's called the Show Me State, and the Show Me Center ah. was this thing there. And I remember seeing the syndicated five, six, and ten p.m. <laughs> Simpson stuff. Oh, right, right. Like I, all these old commercials came back for like what had to be the equivalent, like really low rent house shows for like Cactus Jack. Like I remembered all these weird things, <laughs> and I'm like, I had no idea what any of that stuff was. And it, but yeah, so it's a small, small venue where like. They barely have a ramp to walk out of. <laughs> there is no bad seat because it's so tiny. And we walk in and it's Ziggler versus Seamus. <laughs> yeah, so wow. this was my favorite part though. So we walk in and it's like we get our tickets and it <laughs> yeah. seems like it's like dead quiet because everyone, like the event had just started. Yeah. And so everyone was like obviously in their seats and mm. like there was no one at concession or anything. So we get up to concession and I just assume that Ziggler's not going to be the opening match for this. Certainly not. Um. So we're like getting, I'm getting my little sippy cup of wine and like the concession <laughs> guy's like, you're missing Dolphin there, little lady. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, shit. Yeah. Thank, thank you, sir. Uh, <laughs> and I like, slam my sippy cup of wine. Yep. Brett's like running with his I'm, like, Budweiser. Spilling Budweiser everywhere. <laughs> um, uh, so we did see the, the tail end of the Dolphin Seamus match. Yeah, uh, which Dolph lost, oh, no. yeah. but then got a zigzag on him uh, okay. post match and got to leave with his music. All right, because he is yeah. from Hollywood, Florida. So yeah. it's yeah. sort of hometown. Yeah. So after that, it was oh oh it was weird it was uh that was totally surreal though because yeah. like we had gone from this is a minute yeah. to, to keep in mind that maybe fifteen minutes have passed or twenty minutes tops have passed since maybe okay th- okay thirty <laughs> minutes back so we, I went from okay we're gonna go get get off the plane go relax in this condo to I am in the same room as Dolph Ziggler yeah. what is happening yeah and and because it's such a small venue and such a small like non televised house show it's like there was no bad seat like when we went to NXT and it was that small arena like mm-hmm. that uh, in San Jose it was basically like that yeah and so there was no bad seat. 
Oh, that San Jose Arena is so great. That yeah, was perfect for NXT. And that was great to see. Actually, I, we were closer than we were at NXT. Oh, wow. Like, we were really close. You know, I haven't been to a house show since I was a child, like, going to see, uh, like, at a high school. I got to see, like, the Steiner Brothers oh, wow. face. Uh, I forget who. I just remember seeing the Steiners walk by, and this was back when they were clean cut yeah. youngsters. <laughs> and seeing that or going to like uh, the Omni and watching in Atlanta and watching a WWE event where I was so excited Hulk Hogan was going to face Mr. Perfect and, oh, wow. and ended in a stupid count outs. Wow. But, uh, wow, what yeah. a, man, I wonder who carried who in that match. But what, <laughs> what were the other big matches? Though? So after that, it was like, so we go from like, wow, man, I can't believe they led with that. And then the second match was... Uh, uh, Heath Slater. That. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. It was Heath Slater versus Neville. Mm. Oh yeah. And Neville won that, of course. Of course. And Slater did some good, like decent, like chumpy healing of yeah. just like telling people to shut up. And then after that, it was Stardust and our Truth. And then they had Truth like kill a bunch of. T- well, actually, it, was, it was, should go back. Oh. Like Stardust comes out and he's like. Hey everybody! Welcome Pensacola, blah blah blah. And he's like, everybody likes free stuff. And he's got a box of stuff, and he opens it up. And he's like, free T-shirts. And everybody's like, oh my god, throw it! There's so few of us here. And he throws them in the floor, and like, no. Our truth comes out, and then he starts throwing out T-shirts. They have the match, and then after that, Which all, it was all a bunch of like uh, a surplus um, bad news Barrett. Yeah. Free t-shirts are free. Free, yeah. free shirts. Uh, but yeah, then they, they wrestle and the match is totally fine. <laughs> Truth wins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he proceeds to like sing his theme song and then calls kids in the ring. And then the kids the dance. cheap pop. Yeah, the kids are the ultimate cheap pop. <laughs> well, I've always heard house shows are more for kids anyway. It yeah. really was. It really was. Oh, there was a Divas match that was... Uh, it was Emma mm-hmm. came out as, oh. as dark Emma, mm-hmm. evil Emma. <laughs> and well, she was like, oh, you know, I'm Australia, but Florida's my second home. Uh, but you people are super stupid. <laughs> and I wish you weren't. Uh, <laughs> and then that's a boo. But then she had this fun gimmick that I'm like, I actually think this would have been fun to do on Raw. And yeah. I wonder if they were testing this gimmick, which I think is what house shows I, are supposed to do. I just remember, like, the, thing, the one thing I saw on Twitter about you, the house show that you guys went to where were just people being like, ugh, Emma lost three times. Yeah. What are they doing with her? Yeah, they but should it, be giving her more. Yeah, it was funny though because like her the gimmick what? was funny where she would she was like, I'm I'm here to prove a point. I know you got a whole bus full of divas back there. Send any send send them all out. I'm going to take them all on. And then the first one out was uh, Summer Ray. Summer Ray comes out and you're like, okay, I was really hoping for almost anyone else, <laughs> but that's fine. So she comes out. They have a totally fine but quick match. Summer Ray wins. Everyone starts chanting USA, and Summer Rae leaves, <laughs> oh. and, then, and then before Emma starts to get up, and she's like, no, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. That doesn't count. She ran out here too fast. Send me someone else, and I'm ready now. I will prove my point. Alicia Fox runs out, beats her in, like, two moves. Then she leaves again, and then Emma's like, staggers up, and it's just like, <laughs> no. <laughs> now I'm ready. And then Summer Rae runs back out and beats her again. And then she stands up, and she's like, I quit this stupid town. And then she tries to leave. And then Summer Rae runs back out and drags her back in the ring just to pin her again. <laughs> and it was like, that was actually funny. I don't know. It was That sounds fun. Like, like the idea of her getting beat over and over again 
I don't know. It was kind of fun. Well, it's funny that Emma was there because, you know, the NXT is in Orlando, yeah. which is relatively close to Pensacola. It's not that close. I know. You're right. Okay. Pensacola is basically in Alabama. Uh, that's huh. Yeah, that's right. You're around the panhandle. That's yeah. like on the total other side of Florida yeah. where I live. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. And then Roman Reigns. Like the yeah, well, guy. first there was a Kane uh, uh, Ambrose match. Uh, and Ambrose came out with the title, so that's huh? a little time that's capsule fun. moment. Uh, they had a match in Ambrose one, and then it was uh, Reigns and Show. Yeah, yeah, that match was pretty disappointing. Like it was nice to see everyone super like the crowd yeah. just loved yeah. Reigns. Like he really, mm-hmm. you know, he came, we were one row away from him coming down. Which is, I mean, they all look like exactly like they look on TV. I don't know. I feel like maybe I'm just not a Reigns fan, but I feel like he just kind of looked like a normal dude. And I was <laughs> well, like, okay, whatever. I don't blame them for not trying as hard on a house yeah, show. Like it's one, not being filmed. They it's... really babied each other. I think my beef with it was there were certain things where, like for example, first of all, there were a lot of. It was very punch heavy, and it's just like it's hard to like. It's already really hard to sell that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then, like, they brought out the chairs and, like, Roman Reigns, which is obviously, like, the slowness with which he brought down the chair and just, like, barely tapped the shows back. I get that you don't want to hurt each other, but on some level, if you're going to be pulling your punches that much, like, it's almost not worth even bringing out the chairs at all. Yeah. Um, I don't know, yeah. A big show is huge. Like, his, Mm, his upper half, he's so top heavy in real life, like... Yeah, his body's almost like a triangle. Yeah, his legs almost <laughs> so small. Yeah, He's like, a Bruce Tim drawing. <laughs> it's yeah, I I've seen him in real life and also Kali. I'd say Kali freaks oh, me yeah. out more. Like, whoa, you're you're way like like you remember that one SNL skit? Uh, how much you bench? Oh, <laughs> we just looks like too stretched out. Like his just body was just stretched out. Yeah. and at least. Big shows like yeah, you're big. You're just a lot more of a dude. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's not that Kali's a good wrestler, and I'm very happy he's no longer on the show. Like he's yeah, bad. I do miss seeing uh, Natalia mm-hmm. on the show. But yeah. but anyway, so overall, a good a good fun time. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was awesome. Really I just wish we would have been there for the beginning of the Dolph Sheamus uh-huh. match. He uh, yeah, I mean he looked great. He it was. I wish we would have seen his their entrances. Yeah. yeah, I I just you know that's at Christmas time when I went back home. I missed by like an hour an NXT oh, show, and like I landed at the J Jacksonville Airport, but hour or two uh, before I landed, they were doing an event in Jacksonville, and it's like, oh, mom, this would be a great thing to go to, but eh, oh well. Yeah, uh, I did feel kind of bad. Like, well, we'll see in three hours, Punk. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I felt bad about was Stardust. Uh, obviously, I'm a huge fan. He was in full heel mode. The audience was just, like, really hating on him, really strongly booing him. Uh, he hissed at a kid, I think. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Uh, <laughs> but And then I felt bad later hearing the news about Dusty and, yeah. A, just that he had to face that crowd who was just booing him the whole time, and then he loses pretty badly to R-Truth, and then... Uh, just wondering if he was able to make it I back think to so. Dusty. But well, then you said, oh, sorry, maybe yeah. I'm jumping the gun on this. But I, I, yeah, just seeing him like the day before, it was like. Well, I think this is a good segue. Yeah. Though. Uh, so yeah, like Dusty Rhodes passed away on what was it? Uh, the Thursday. I think it was Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. No, it was Thursday. It was Thursday. Yeah. It was the same day we all found out about Christopher Lee. Yeah. Even though Christopher Lee had passed away on uh-huh. Sunday. Uh, but it was the same day, which I felt bad because 
I did feel bad for Christopher Lee because normally I would have been tweeting like, oh, Christopher Lee was cool. Here's a cool moment. But then once I heard about Dream passing away, too, I was like, eh, I can't. I, I said my Twitter goodbyes to Christopher Lee, but I wanted to keep sharing stuff about Dusty. Like, uh, yeah. oh, this is an amazing Dusty scene. This is an amazing one. This is an amazing one. But Christopher Lee's cool. I was like, yeah. kind of like Dusty Rhodes. I never really got to experience Christopher Lee in his best things yeah, same naturally. Because like, well, I mean, he's, he was definitely great as Saruman in, in the Lord of the Rings films. And he was also the only person who worked on the Lord of the Rings films who ever met J.R.R. in person. Mm. Uh, and he was fine as Count Dooku. Yeah. He was one of the better parts of it. And I always liked him being in it because George Lucas cast Peter Cushing as Grand Moff Tarkin because he loved Peter Cushing in the Hammer Horror films. So mm. to get uh, Peter Cushing's best buddy and yeah. constant co-star Christopher Lee at least made a certain yeah. level of mm. sense. But anyway, I never got to see Christopher Lee in his best things. Though I did like him as Scaramanga in The Man with the Golden Gun. The third nippled uh, assassin. Well, that was the only clue James Bond had to find out who he was. And so he he actually wears a... Roger Moore wears a fake third nipple to trick people into thinking he's Scaramanga to search out Scaramanga. And this movie sound great. Yeah. <laughs> I only watched it because I had played Goldeneye so much. And well, so there was the know. Golden Gun mode. I was like, yeah. I got to see what this is oh, about. Well, I fell for the same trick. Like, <laughs> hey, man, James Bond must have been... I must be missing out. This game is so fun. I want to watch that Goldeneye movie. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this Baron Semeti guy? I should watch that movie. I only knew it through View to a Kill. Thank you, Duran all right. But yeah, uh, like with Dusty, I I think we missed out on his prime wrestling-wise. We sure I, did. I, I mean, the first I ever saw of him as a, like a WWF fan as a kid was his his run as the polka American dots. Dream, Dusty Rhodes wearing polka dots in like 1989, 1990. Man. Some people say it was a ja- – like Vince McMahon gave yeah. him that gimmick because he was – I definitely think it was a joke at his expense. Yeah, it was a joke at his expense. You like were basically running WCW at the time when like they made the, like some of the hardest. Then they moves fired ever. him, and yeah, then Vince hired him just to humiliate him. Uh, that's that's kind of how it felt to me too. Yeah. But also that it shows you how good Dusty is. That he, I, I'm yeah. doing Dusty mannerism now. <laughs> it shows how good Dusty is that they could just get hired there. He's like, all right, I'll wear this stupid thing and I'll be in, I'll be in sketches where I literally unclog shit out of a toilet. And I don't care. I'm going to just dance around and have fun. Give me Sapphire. We'll dance. Woo. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, I did capture a few clips of, of Dusty Rhodes at his, at his best, which includes that very, uh, that very toilet skit. <laughs> okay. Is it brown? It's bad. Dark, dark brown. You talking about chocolate brown? Come and see. I got just a thing. We got to fix this, mama. Woo-wee. Oh, wow, we got a mess here. Look at this barbecue. Ooh, I wonder what that is. I can't see what that is down there. Whoa, whoo, whoo, that's worse than I thought, mama. Listen, you don't want to see this thing now. I got to do a potty bypass. If you ain't seen one of these, you don't want to be looking. You're too pretty to be seen that. You step outside, I'm going to take care of business. Hey, leave the good doctor with his tools. A pocky bypass? A potty bypass. <laughs> oh. And then, so later in the... He in made that, that funny. Yeah. He made it funny. And later in that skit, he pull, he brings the toilet out, of like the, the clogged toilet out of the bathroom, and there's brown <laughs> marks all over it. <laughs> and now, of course, when they look in it, it's, it's like the browniest water ever. It's Ugh. the most disgusting thing. Like, I think there's even a that's, fart noise during it. I mean, that's it. just how scatological Vince oh, is, yeah, too. He loves, like, the, he he loves, loves that stuff. 
Loves getting pooped on. But uh, that that was a playoff, like his old uh, interview, like the son was it the was son he, of a yeah, plumber. Yeah, I'm the son of a plumber, yeah. and he's he is the co- he was the common man character before that, and I did love the American Dream song. Yeah. yeah. American. I would say I think my first experience with him, unfortunately, like a lot of people that through the machinations of Bischoff and whoever else was running WCW at the time, I came in late ninety seven through mm. mid to late ninety eight when it got so awful I just stopped watching. Yeah. But like people like Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes who were in WCW were either booked so poorly or yeah. not there or mm. not part of any important scenes that I when he finally showed up, I saw his name Dusty Rhodes and I was like Oh God! What a dumb joke! Get this <laughs> idiot out of here! And just kind of think like, who is this loser who doesn't wrestle? Like, it took me years to realize like what the history was because also Man. I think when this was going on, I maybe had fourteen four modem dial up internet, so <laughs> well, the so, information was not readily available. So as a Southern boy, I knew a lot more about Dusty because like WCW. Well, I was a huge Hulkamaniac, but right. I my prime childhood wrestling years were in Atlanta which is was the southern home of wrestling and Dusty was the king of Atlanta until yeah. he got his polka dots but like he was also the king of Florida wrestling mm. he was uh he came from Texas and he just sounds so country like oh, yeah. and and he was he was the man of the people and he mm. would say things talking about how he looks like everybody else. Like, I don't look like the champion. I'm not a fancy rich boy like you, Ric Flair. Yeah. But I can do this. Uh, it's so easy to do a Dusty voice. I just love I love doing the Dusty voice. Yeah, I would suggest on the network there's a... It's like Rivalries mm-hmm. series, and there's a Dusty Ric Flair thing uh, that's really good. It summarizes it, in an hour. Like yeah. Him with the Four Horsemen is so good. Like, that's one of the best... It is one of the best Rivalries ever. Yeah. Like. And that will give you a much better idea of when even when I watched him in WCW in the like late 80s and early 90s before the polka dots, he was at the end of his career. Like he was late 40s and he was already grooming Dustin Runnels to Mm -hmm. take over for him and be. And Dustin Runnels was just another Texas cowboy. He honestly he pushed him the wrong way. and was just it was classic like little league dad behavior of. You're going to be just as good as me, Daddy, in the same way that I was, and I'm going to protect you, baby. And then Dustin Runnels did his best, and and then also it felt like they turned Dustin Mm -hmm. into gold dust, also as another way to mock Mm -hmm. uh, Dusty Rhodes, but not unlike those polka dots, like Dustin made gold dust work so well, he turned that joke into a a classic character. Yeah. And, and then, I, and I think for that got twenty him, years basically. I think that got him out of his dad's shadow, you know yeah. that that character. And that's I think what Cody is still sort of struggling with because like Stardust is great, but it is still in the weird realm of Gold Dusts, mm-hmm. and it's hard to know. But he Stardust has been spinning his wheels ever since Cody Rhodes yeah. disappeared. Yeah. Well, Stardust was at a very good start, but now he's eh, not doing so hot. Well, speaking of Dustin, uh, one of my favorite Dusty Rhodes interviews was uh, an interview that he did uh, asking Dustin to be his uh, tag. Oh, partner. I love this one. This uh, this actually makes me like want to hug my own yeah. dad. <laughs> I know that the Clash of Champions on August the twenty fourth, you put your name on the dotted line. I don't want you to look for another partner. I don't want you to go and find another man. I don't want you to go out and get on your knees and bag another scum-sucking pig to be your partner. I'm asking you if you can carry this old out-of-shape, 
Oh, bend out. Oh, spin the legged man. I want to be your partner. That. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. And he's asking, <laughs> is his son Dustin, Dustin Rhodes, Rhodes to be his Dustin tag team? Rhodes, yeah, to be his tag team partner. Well, I also yeah. heard uh, you guys need to. I mean, I just watched all of them because I love the Legends of Wrestling shows so much. But those are good. Dusty is is integral to the best episodes yeah. because he is so he's a repository of of wrestling recollections. I feel like he'd even say it that way. But he also he's he's <laughs> so good at just. He's like, if you will. <laughs> well, I remember when we were in here. Roddy Papa said to me. Uh, his- well, he has this story about hemorrhoid. <laughs> yeah, this one. He tells these stories too. Like he is totally shameless. He tells this one story about when was the first time you met Roddy Piper. He's talking about behind the scenes that. Uh, Ric Flair really needed hemorrhoid cream <laughs> and Ru- Dusty like a great bro was applying the hemorrhoid cream to him and that oh, Roddy what? Piper opened the door <laughs> to see the uh, see them do it he's like hello goodbye and walks in <laughs> just yeah is your name Bart <laughs> <laughs> but Dusty yeah Dusty uh, was neat. such a goofball yeah. but he was so you saw seeing the clips show package they showed today of like him like standing up on the on the uh uh, like slapping his butt and yeah. stuff and just acting like a total silly Billy. There was also, you remember Akeem, the uh, African yeah, dream? I think that was, that also was a slight, mockery yeah. of dusty because, and Virgil, the wrestler was yeah. also yeah. like, well, and those were also weird race based yeah. tauntings of him in a not nice way. People said that he took on the mannerisms of an African American and they didn't like that. Mm-hmm. And they, and so they would make fun of him by bringing in, Akeem, the African dream, who danced around like him, and he was a white African, and would, and he thought he was black, and uh, and then Virgil, the the manservant of of uh, uh, the million dollar man, to DiBiase. Though DiBiase and Dusty were good buddies, they both came from Texas. Like, and uh, one of my favorite dudes to do a Dusty impersonation is Paul Heyman. His oh, yeah. Here's Dusty and Pur- What are you doing <laughs> here? He, he pulled that one this on. is the clothes that daddy. <laughs> oh, you want to learn it from me? Well, that's good because I'm the American dream Dusty Rhodes and I'm a genius. And so I will teach you. I think he did. He pull one out on the Stone Cold podcast. Yeah, he yeah. did. And yeah. JR has done a couple of really good ones on He's, this show. Wow. On the, on the Stone Cold podcast, he said like, you told how very entertaining, but where's the money? <laughs> oh, yeah. Tell yeah, me yeah, where yeah. the money is. <laughs> So I guess it's a good time also to note the dusty finish. Yeah. yeah. Right? Which there we all someone else do it. There were well, I mean, we talked right. about it on the last episode, actually. It was funny to get two weeks uh before his passing, Dusty was back in the news for the Dusty finish. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he wasn't the first guy to do it, but it well, he did it so much in his territories, which were we talked about it last time. It was the end of the last uh, mm. uh world championship match, mm. that is. It looks like the ending but a ref gets hit or some other silly thing happens and the good guy wins, but then somebody comes out to say, no, you didn't right, win. Yeah, and like yeah. that happened. Dusty did that to himself too. And that's, uh, you don't want to speak ill of the dead, but that was, a, that was a negative quality of Dusty that while he was one of the most creative, like behind the scenes guys, like he invented war games matches. Yeah. He, in, he invented some of the craziest uh, matches in WCW and NWA history. He also would always book himself to be the number one guy. He would always talk about himself. Hmm. And if he wasn't the number one guy, he was trying to get Dustin to be that. Everybody made fun of him for being kind of a very self-centered booker, though every booker is self-centered. Yeah. You know? 
Is that how? Uh, what's his name? Vern. <coughs> Vern Gagne. Yeah. And Bill Watts and yeah. and Vince McMahon. Like they all, <laughs> they all write themselves into this stuff. And so yeah, it's. But uh, yeah, I also love hearing. Dusty talks a lot about Texas wrestling too. That's another great Legends of Wrestling one, though. One of my the my absolute favorite clip of Dusty, which I shared on the day of his passing, was that Dusty created the Shockmaster. Oh, he yeah. invented the Shockmaster, <laughs> yeah. and so they're doing the worst gimmicks ever episode of Legends of Wrestling, and they say, "So the Shockmaster, <laughs> who invented that?" And they all look at Dusty. He's like, "Well, I did, but." <laughs> We yeah, did his, it in the daytime, rec- and and he popped through it just fine. It was Uncle Fred. He <laughs> yeah. did it just fine. His his recollection of that is it's, so good. You just got to look it up. It is such a great scene, and just yeah. him that he takes <laughs> the worst moment in wrestling yeah. history and he turns it into a hilarious story. Yeah. And he's just so damn funny. <laughs> I I had been worried about Dusty for a while just because he he was getting skinnier and skinnier and everything, and it made me you know. Yeah, they they didn't say exactly what the cause of death was, but I definitely was worried it was, you know, one of those diabetes that happens to older guys. Like, that that can happen, and he had been overweight his whole life, and, you know, that's how he enjoyed his life, and he liked barbecue and drinking and stuff. Cool. That's fun. (laughs) But it was just sad to see that happen. And, like, especially the clip. You guys saw it on the thing today, the clip. He's standing next to Eden and Maria Menounos, Mm -hmm. and it looks like his clothes, like, look two sizes too big. Like, he didn't get a new nice Mm -hmm. outfit, and so he's just in this giant outfit, and he's so much smaller. And so, yeah, it worried me. But he's... Dusty was a major force behind the scenes always. Like, there's so many people who credit him for this especially if you followed any nxt people or the nxt twitter oh, yeah. they were retweeting people all the time saying like enzo amore kevin owens colin cassidy like all these guys uh, and all the d uh, the the women too yeah you could see him in the front row of the of the 10 bell ring uh, the, yeah like yeah summer ray was there like just like they were the most choked up and like yeah he was working the closest with them in mm-hmm. nxt so dusty was working with all yeah. of them in nxt and he he was investing in the future and yeah and it i had seen some tweets from people saying like mm-hmm. if you're like thinking of him as the polka dot guy you're a bad wrestling fan because you're you're forgetting all the great stuff he did he's he wrestled up until like five years ago because yeah. because his wrestling style was never that intensive like yeah. He'd do some clotheslines. He'd do his silly but fun bionic elbow. His bionic elbow is no less silly than Hogan's three punches right. and leg thing. It was just the same dancing around, elbow, dancing around, elbow. It was, it was fun. Yeah. So, Henry, you mentioned that he's a fan of barbecue. Yeah. He, did he like cold? Cold-blooded thotties. And uh, hot, cold popcorn. <laughs> this is a great clip. I had not heard it. Can I oh, tell sorry. a story about the cold-blooded sausage maker? That's walking through the woods, and these little pigs run around, and he grabs the little pigs, and he making cold-blooded sausage out of them. But always in that story, when she's scared and her eyes are big as silver dollars, the American dream comes and saves the little piggies. But in this case, I am the cold-blooded sausage maker. I think he was talking to Tully Blanchard or somebody. And you, Tully Blanchard. <laughs> yeah, it's because uh, Tully Blanchard's one of the four horsemen. Uh, and so, yeah, mm-hmm. it was uh, so good. I love that moment. And I know in Ric Flair's book, he talks about how he was the biggest, like he's another person pulled in. He was the biggest Dusty Rhodes fan. He said he originally pitched himself to be 
Dusty uh, sidekick, yeah. Ricky Rhodes. He said he wanted to be Ricky Rhodes, and that's why he dyed his uh-huh. hair blonde. But then it turned into this weird... In the, But once Rick got as popular as Dusty, then they had this weird rivalry. And, uh-huh. and so Dusty... Like Dusty came to not like Ric Flair so much at a certain point. I think now they eventually like made up just because they're old men and they're just like, eh, but it's in the past. Though Ric Flair, you know, I wonder if Ric Flair will outlive Hogan now. Like there's not, there's not a lot of the old guys left. And I do think Ric Flair is like, he prides himself on amazing cardio even now. Like that was a great interview I heard with Charlotte. Uh, because she talked about how even now she says he's constantly checking his pulse just to be able to say, like, see that? That's great. I'm still <laughs> yeah. regular. My cardio is the best. Well, meanwhile, Hogan, like, never was in that great. Like, he was, oh, he was in great shape, but not great cardio heart shape. So. Yeah, I feel like Flair still drinks like a fish. Uh, then again, who knows how much Hogan drinks? Like, yeah. he might, there's a reason, <laughs> I think there's a reason he has Jimmy Hart around all the time as his personal handler. <laughs> it prevents senior moments and <laughs> embarrassments. <laughs> But, uh, oh, yeah, Jimmy Hart wrote that great American Dream song, by the way. Yeah. Uh, See, so yeah, I'm going to miss American Dusty. Dream. Yeah. American Dream. What do you, how do you guys, <laughs> do you guys have any other memories about Dusty? Not because I was saying, like, the first time I saw him was that WCW, yeah. through the NWO era, and then yeah. being like, who's this boring idiot? But that's, looking back, same thing with Ric Flair. They booked him in so many awful things that yeah. that's the only way I would ever know him. And then by the time I knew, it was through those legends of wrestling and, and, and now is, through books and stuff. Yeah, he is such a goofball that I yeah. do. I actually loved him on commentary, even though he was ridiculous. Yeah. But I, I hope soon they put Saturday Night's main event uh, on, yeah. on the WWE. Yeah. Uh, the, he'd also always say, well, I mean, one of the best. It's in the Botchamania yeah. opening. Like, he got a bicycle. He got a bicycle. <laughs> what this about <laughs> so fun like his voice is just so I also love the old pictures coming up of Dusty with his hat tilted to the side mm-hmm. his like 70s mm-hmm. uh, cool guy hat a like, rerun hat yeah a rerun hat he yeah. should be doing the rerun hat. I was so heartbroken when Sapphire turned on him because it was like but she got bought that she gave into avarice and greed yeah like as like an like an eight or nine year old this person that unconditionally loves Dusty Rhodes in real life mm-hmm. and her character too it betrays him for money I'm like there's no there's no right in this world there's no god there every everyone can be bought off <laughs> uh, uh, Ted DiBiase is the most evil man on earth this is, <laughs> this is awful so did anybody else here get to interview Dusty anytime I did yeah I mean I like I, I don't know if I did at yeah WrestleMania 25 this was a Mania 25 yeah so I I'm a little embarrassed about this story, to be honest, because I was not as prepared as I should have been. You're putting hemorrhoid cream on him. And- <laughs> I hadn't seen a wrestling match. Uh, I hadn't been really paying attention closely to wrestling for a lot of years, and for a couple of years, especially not to WWE. And I wasn't up to date on a lot of old stuff, too. I had kind of forgotten some things, and I was really embarrassed when I... I so, uh, Shane Patterson, our good buddy, uh, he was filming it. Mm-hmm. I was doing the interview and I was also super nervous. It's the first time I interviewed any wrestlers and I was either interviewing like JTG who I didn't know who that was, or I was interviewing old guys who I loved like Dusty and uh, Tommy Dreamer. But I was trying to stay on target of like, Oh, we're WrestleMania. I should ask WrestleMania questions. But then I also said like, well, uh, Dusty, you know, you had all this history in NWA, WCW, but 
I mean, do you have much history at WrestleMania? And then he tells me, like, wow, me and Sapphire had that match at WrestleMania mm-hmm. 6, but he looks so uninterested. Like, he, I think he looked like he wanted to be anywhere else than interviewing, having an interview with this mm-hmm. loser about video games. <laughs> and so then when he said Sapphire, I like, it immediately clicked, and this was at the time of Legacy. Uh. And so I asked him, oh, yeah, Sapphire with Dibiase. Do you think that's, you know... You think that's going to be a problem between Cody and Ted DiBiase Jr.? You know this that old rivalry is like, no, nah, they're they're focused on newer thing. They they're not letting that history get in the way. And he yeah he had on this like giant he had on his cowboy hat and like his giant Texas belt buckle and I wish he just wasn't so. I was in awe of getting to meet him. I really was, but and more so now and looking back on it. But I wish he just didn't seem so miserable to have to be talking about video <laughs> games. It just felt forced, even that because he was in Legends of WrestleMania. That's yeah. what it was for. But yeah, that same show you got to interview Roddy Piper. Yeah, and I was equally nervous. Yep. Yeah. The I mean that I would have been nervous for Roddy because I remember that day. Other people interviewed Roddy before you, and yeah. he was crying. Like he actually like cried Jeez. in one of the interviews because he was just talking about all the guys who didn't get, who aren't here now with him, wow. and who didn't didn't get to be as successful as him. And he's just like crying out. It's so sad. It's like, yeah, you know, older guys they they, they when these guys get older, they control their emotions a lot. That's less. a good question. Gamezone.com. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you say of that interview you had a hard time? I had a hard time. Uh, I think this is this is the last clip of uh, Dusty that I'll play. It's it's probably his most iconic interview. It's uh, in relation to his biggest feud with uh, Ric Flair. The people call the interview hard times. It's the theme of the interview. It's uh, maybe the greatest promo ever. Yeah. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work and got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years. 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, a computer took your place, Daddy. That's hard time. That's hard time. Oh, so yeah. much war against the machines yeah. is coming. Well, that's so hard times, charisma. and this is not yeah. laser time. This is cheap podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Yeah. Thanks to you three for for being on this episode. Always. Would you guys like to uh, deliver some plugs before we leave? Well, yeah, sure. I mean, there's a laser time podcast. It's always great. Uh, for, oh, we just did the best of 2015 so far, which was a real fun episode. Uh, there's also Cape Crisis, my comic book podcast that I do every week. Uh, we just had one with Chris Baker from Marvel Superheroes 2015, a really cool interview. Uh, I mean, he was just on it the whole time. And also, one last thing about Dusty. If you want to read a great um, tribute or uh, obituary for Dusty, Grant Land mm-hmm. and Dave Shoemaker, who he grew up in the South and oh, cool. was about ten years, five, ten years older than us, he has an amazing retrospective on Dusty's career. Uh, well, uh, v- VGEmpire.com, VGEmpire.com, Video Game Music Podcast. Uh, last episode, as of this one, was our Toshinden 2 episode, which I really encourage uh, if you want to hear the best 80s music from 1996. Uh, that's a great episode. Um, we'll be back uh, mid-June with some more episodes, but uh, the website has them all. It's on Twitter as well, so you can check out that stuff. As I usually say, if, you like, if you're the kind of person who watches Botchamania and goes, hey, I know that song. Uh, you should check out VG Empire. 
And there's also Vigi Game Apocalypse, which uh, Dave, you and me were on last yeah. week. And I will assume we're going to be on again. this week's too uh-huh. to talk about E3 stuff. Yep. Uh, and Carolyn? I got nothing. I second <laughs> your guys' plugs. Yay. Thank you. And uh, we'll probably, yes, be on, we'll be doing something on Twitch in, during the middle of the week. Some. Whatever, whatever surprise game announcement happens in the first two days of E3, that's mm-hmm. probably what we'll be doing. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be more games that'll be they'll just say, and it's available right now. Yeah. I lo- I kind of really like that about uh, E3 of the last few years that, that people can just do that. Say so it's on the digital storefront now. You can play it for you now. <laughs> we usually close out every episode with the uh, the the winning predictor from last month's uh, their song choice. Uh, Sensational won for the second month in a row. He chose Ultimo Dragon's theme All right. from uh, WWE, which was also Ricky the Dragon's theme. Was- Ultimo Dragon is a great uh, guy. That he is this major. He was he was uh, doing good as a wrestler in Japan, and then he just moved to Mexico and became like almost a naturalized citizen there, and and created this fusion combat of Japanese and Mexican style. And he his he set up this base of operations that people from America, Mexico, and Japan would just come and learn from him. Uh, I was the one. Guy. I I won of everyone uh, of all of the Laser Time writers. Oh, for this so, week's episode. Yeah, for 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 last month. Because it happens when you don't do it. I didn't participate. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So I actually played that during the break because I wanted to close out with uh, Dusty Rhodes' theme. Oh yeah. Uh, we'll be back with another episode of Cheap Popcast very soon. We're gonna have a special Father's Day episode, so mm. please look forward to that. All right. You'll be hearing that a lot during E three, but I really mean it. Bye. American Dream He's just a common